Hello, hello, and welcome, my friends. I am so excited to have you back for another episode on the Lead with Story podcast, because today's topic is personally one of my favorites, and I'm so excited to dive in. Today, we're going to be talking about personality tests, and specifically, we're going to be talking about the Colby A Index, the Enneagram, and Human Design. Now, these are some of my favorite personality tests. I find them to be so informative and just so interesting because they each represent something very different about a person, and we're going to dive into that. Now, I'm a huge fan of personality tests, and if you've ever worked with me or if you've listened to me in the past, you know that I have a strong background in psychology. I'm currently getting my PhD in psychology, and so personality development, personality tests have always been really interesting to me. And I truly believe that some of these kind of tests or assessments really do help the person understand how they can do better, be better, but also just have self-compassion, right? For some of the things that they feel like might be wrong with them, but turns out might just be an element of, or the other side of some of these strengths that they have. So I don't want to call them weaknesses, but there's an opportunity there to explore and dive into some of the things that might not work for a person and how to have more compassion inside that space and, and just really be a lot more graceful and gentle with oneself, right? So let's, let's dive into this. We're going to explore each test differently, how they can be used to enhance leadership skills. And we're really going to look at how they can also help build stronger teams. Maybe that's a department. Maybe it's a small team you're working on. If you're working in a startup, there might be three of you. This is a really great way to start to understand the strengths and weaknesses of each person and how they can benefit the business. So let's dive in. The first one up is the Kobe Colby A Index Assessment. Um, And I was first introduced to the Colby Assessment back in 2019. I actually want to say 2018, but 2019 around there when I joined a um, coaching, I guess, um, kind of mastermind group called Strategic Coach. And I had joined uh, back then. I was really looking to grow and scale my business. Um, I was living in China at the time, and so it was really fun because I was able to attend these workshops kind of all over the world. I flew to London for one. I flew to America for another. And so that was a really fun experience to meet and network and learn a lot of these skills that many entrepreneurs want to have as they continue to scale their business. Now, the Colby assessment was part of one of those day sessions, and everyone had to take it. And now you have to understand, I'm in a room with individuals who are making anywhere between, you know, 150,000 all the way up to a few million a year in their business. And when you start in strategic coach, it's basically a four year program. Now I'm not um, a part of strategic coach anymore, so I'm not affiliated with them, but you have to understand the context of this. When you come in in year one, you are really starting at the basics, you know, the foundation and everyone starts in the same place, no matter how much you're making. And the Colby assessment was a big part of this. Now, one of the things we learned about the Colby assessment at this time was how it is used to really support the entrepreneur's vision and strengths. It really helps us understand how we relate with not only our work, but with our teammates. And it was really cool to to dive into it. Now, there are people who are trained in the Colby assessment and, and who know how to speak to this much better than me. So 
Um, of course, I always recommend go out and find other resources because I am not trained in this, but I will give an overview of it. So technically, what is the Colby? It's an assessment that's basically a personality test, I would say, that focuses on an individual's natural instincts and how they use them to solve problems, make decisions, and of course, take action. Now, this is really the strong suit here is how we take action, how we come to a problem, how we're in motion. So that's what the Colby tells us. It was developed by a woman named Kathy Colby, um, who really interesting enough, her father was a, what I remember is a psychologist, I believe, and who, who did assessments. And so she kind of was watching him growing up. And so she developed this test and it measures four different types of instincts as, as they're called. So you have the fact finder, the follow through, the quick start and the implementer. And now when you take this assessment, you essentially get a score. And the cool thing about the Colby and and any personality test really is that there's no wrong answers. Um, Who you are is who you are. And so it's really great because you get the assessment and it basically tells you you got the perfect score, but it tells everyone that, right? Um, So it gives you the score and it basically measures you on each one of these. So it starts to better understand who you are and how you are, how you think. So the fact finder is really um, how an individual gathers and processes information right? So this is, um, I believe what they would call strategize. So I'm going to bring up my notes on this too, because I have, I actually brought up my Colby for this. Then you have the follow through, which is looking at how an individual organizes and follows through on tasks, which, um, we, they call that maintain. And then you have the quick start, which measures how an individual initiates and deals with change. And that's, uh, considered the modify, And then you have the implementer, which is um, how an individual handles physical tasks and implements ideas. And that is really considered envision. Now, I'm going to quickly talk about my test so you can kind of get a better understanding. So I received a 9561. So a 9 under fact finder, a follow through is a 5, a quick start is a 6, and an implementer is 1. Really what this tells me, and I'm going to cut to the end and then give you some backstory. The cut to the end part is... I strategize. I'm a visionary. I um, I like to come up with the concepts. I like to research. I like to define. I like to determine. I um, I really like to develop complex strategies. Um, I am good at organizing my information in a way that assesses, defines, ranks, those kind of things. I'm not great at creating visual models of that. Um, So as an implementer, I received a one and I'm really, you know, at the bottom of the barrel in terms of how I couldn't sketch out ideas. You know, I'm not prototyping in the corner. It's never been my strong suit. Now I landed a little bit in the middle. So follow through was a five and quick start is a six. Now, mind you, the score I believe is out of a 10. And so as a nine, I'm very much a fact finder, but I I landed somewhere in the middle with follow through and quick start. I can do those things. I can monitor policies, adjust procedures, draft guidelines, identify inconsistencies. I can um, try out new ideas. I'm really good with that. I like to use metaphors. I like, uh, I can navigate through uncertainty. I can adjust deadlines really well. I'm adaptable. Um, I'm good at reducing risks. And so I can do those things. They're not where I should be spending most of my time. You know, that's not really where I, I like to spend my time. I like to be a fact finder. I like to strategize, 
but I can maintain and modify as I need to. I don't envision really well, right? So there's that there's that other side of it where I might have an idea of something, but I can't put it into form to show it. It's usually mostly in my head. What's cool about the assessment is that it really does help people understand their natural abilities and how they can leverage them to achieve their goals. So it also is great at highlighting kind of those areas where I might struggle. And so when I took this test for the first time, I kind of had this aha moment of, oh, right, you know, I'm not great. You know, if you tell me to go work with the designers and come up with a design, that's not, that's not how I do things. You know, I don't, um, I can't just come up with something out of thin air. You know, I can't simulate something. I'm not good at sketching out or um, creating uh, visual presentations. I'm really bad at that. Um, I prefer the designers to do that. What I can do is create really complex and interesting strategies based on the research that I do. And so once I knew that, I kind of had this aha of, oh, that makes more sense. Instead of trying to do it all, I should just focus in the areas that work best for me and let the other people and eventually hire the other people who can do those other things really well and who like doing those things. That was really important for me. Some of the key takeaways, I think, for this assessment really is that, um, you know, helping you understand your natural abilities and then leveraging them to make better business decisions. That's really key here. It's really great at building effective teams because you can identify the strengths and weaknesses of each team member and you can assign roles accordingly. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about how to use these assessment with teams in a minute. Um, But those were some of the things off the top of my head that really came forward with the Colby. Now, if we move on to the Enneagram, I think this is one of the most popularized assessments that's out there right now. It's really a personality test that focuses on an individual's core motivations and fears. So if the Colby focuses on how we make decisions, solve problems, and take action, the Enneagram is what drives, you know, the motivations behind the actions and the things that hold us back, the things we're fearful of. There are nine different personality types with the Enneagram, and it's they each have their own set of strengths and weaknesses. You know, they all are just a little bit different. And it really helps this assessment. It helps individuals understand truly kind of their deepest desires and fears, which in turn impacts their behavior and decision making. So whenever I work with a one-on-one client in my business and we do either um, leadership coaching or business consulting, These really are the three tests that I have every single one of my coaching clients take and then bring to me so I can help better understand what does drive their motivation and their behavior, what helps make make their decisions, and when in a decision, how do they know best to move forward, and that's, you know, where the Colby and the Enneagram get to meet. Now, there are nine personality types. I'm not going to go into each one, but here's here's what they are, basically. Um, Type one is the perfectionist. Type two is the helper. Type three is the achiever. Type four is the individualist. Type five is the investigator. Type six is the loyalist. Type seven is the enthusiast. Type eight is the challenger. And type nine is the peacemaker. Now, whenever I've done this test, I've always come up as a type three, the achiever, with a wing four, the individualist. Um, I'm not going to go into like the wings. You can definitely look that up. I can put some of my favorite references for all of these assessments in the show notes. But essentially, I tend to 
be a high achiever who focuses on um, big goals, kind of next steps, and always moving forward, kind of that growth mindset, right? Now, there's detriments to that too. Sometimes I can overwork myself. I can become a workaholic. Um, I, I focus on the perfections. And so then if I'm not perfect, then I procrastinate. So there's two sides to every coin here. Now, as an achiever and as a fact finder, I tend to have a high level of ambition and a desire for accuracy in everything I do. I tend to really get heady, right, and involved, in, and I like to theorize and research and, and ask questions, um, and that fuels my desires to be an expert in something and to, um, for example, achieving a PhD, that's part of my achiever status is going to that next level of education, which isn't always something not everyone really wants to do, but it's something I've I've cultivated for myself. And so when you take these tests, you start to see patterns that show up in your life about why you've chosen what you've chosen and what happens um, when you do choose them. So you know, when you when you understand your type and you understand which one you are, it really does help gain insights into, you know, all the tendencies you have around your personal motivations. And I believe the Enneagram really helps make people um, or support people in making better decisions, right? And communicating more effectively and essentially building stronger relationships. Because when you know what someone's Enneagram is, you can come to the table and create a more harmonious work environment. Um, which brings us to our last personality test or assessment, which I've only recently started to dive into. It's probably been about eight, maybe nine months that I've really dived into human design. But it is, I think, one of the most fascinating and complex uh, personality assessments that I've come across. So it, it essentially, it combines astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalah, quantum physics, um, all these different elements to provide what I would consider one of the most comprehensive understandings of a personality. So there are five types that it basically breaks down to. So it's manifestors, generators, projectors, reflectors, and manifesting generators. Now, in full transparency, I am a generator. I am a doer. I tend to have a lot of energy. Um, and again, this gets really interesting when we start to talk about how this um, completes a leader's kind of holistic view of a leader's style, as well as how we build out a team. So let me quickly talk about these five types. You have the manifester. So these individuals are naturally independent. Um, they like to take charge. They have a strong sense of purpose and can be somewhat impulsive at times. Generators, these are people with lots of energy and they enjoy working hard. They are excellent problem solvers and can be very, very creative. Then you have projectors. Um, these are natural guides and leaders. They have a very strong intuitive sense of the right course of action and can be very persuasive. You have reflectors. These are highly empathetic and, and um, emotional individuals who can absorb the energy of the people around them. And by the way, empathetic and emotional isn't always a negative. And so I want to make sure that we're not making that connotation. Um, it just means that they have a higher uh, range or more fluid range 
of these spaces. Um, They have a deep sense of intuition and are excellent mediators. So they really do hold space well for people. And finally, you have manifesting generators. These individuals are a combination of manifestors and generators. So they're natural multitaskers. They excel in many different areas. They have such a strong magnetic personality. They have a strong sense of purpose and they're very adaptable. They're very fluid. Human design is really great because it helps leverage energy. So it's understanding the energy in order to to achieve success. And this really helps because you're understanding your natural abilities inside your energetic space. So how you come to a situation from a more holistic and and, um, comprehensive standpoint. So this sounds amazing, right? We've got these three amazing personality assessments that you can take to start to better understand yourself on multiple levels. Now, how do you use these to build maybe a stronger team or even a stronger company department? You can, and I highly recommend you do so. So here's a couple ways you can do that. So if you're using the Colby Index, one of the cool things about this is since it helps identify each team member's natural instincts and how they use them to solve problems, this is key for how you want your team to take action. So you can help your team by assigning tasks and projects that align with each team member's natural abilities when you understand their Colby assessment. So for example, if someone is a quick start, they might be best suited to develop new ideas and initiatives, maybe not to see it through to the very end, while someone with a follow-through is really good at excelling at organizing and executing the task, but maybe not um, having that energy in the very beginning to get it going. So the quick start starts it, the follow-through is the one that maintains it, um, and then you can use different um, people in the process right, to get it to the finish line. Now, for an Enneagram, this really helps understand each team member's core motivations and fears. So again, very, very helpful, especially when working on smaller teams, if you're looking to grow or scale, this understanding really helps you communicate more effectively and avoid conflict. So when you think of the Enneagram, think about how um, it's a collective, it's it's a group effort, so to speak. So for example... If someone is a type one, which is the perfectionist, um, they might be motivated by a desire for order and structure. So you can provide clear guidelines and expectations to help them feel more comfortable and productive. Um, Myself as a type three achiever, if you give me a goal to work towards with a process in that, if you give me clear guidelines, clear rules to follow towards the goal, I will follow the rules and I will reach my goal. Right. And so you have to make that personal for me. Finally, for human design, um, this is where you get to identify each team member's unique energy type and how they can best leverage their energy energy to achieve success. So you're going to want to assign tasks and projects that really align with each team member's natural abilities and energy. So for example, if someone is a manifesting generator, they might excel at multitasking, right? And working on several projects at once. And you can assign them tasks that require flexibility and adaptability because that's really where they tend to do their best work. Now, in addition to these specific strategies, it is essential, obviously, to foster a culture of open communication, collaboration, and mutual respect. You can't go too far with all of these personality assessments unless you're creating a company culture that meets the needs of the teammates and the department and the company growth. 
You're going to want to encourage team members to share their strengths and weaknesses, and of course, always be open to feedback and suggestions. By leveraging the power of these tests and really building a strong team culture, I know that entrepreneurs can create a very dynamic and successful team that drives success and professional fulfillment. Now, if you're into this, if this is your thing, check out the show notes. I'm going to put a couple links there related to some of my favorite resources for all of these personality tests. And if you're interested in coaching programs or booking a story workshop or working with me further, please click the link in the show notes related to the website storyleadershipinstitute.com. Learn more about what we offer, um, connect with me there. And I really hope you enjoyed this episode today. It's one of my favorite topics. I'd love to hear from you. Please rate, review, subscribe, send this episode to a friend and share the knowledge and share the wealth. Thanks so much for being here today. Until next time.